Lamed Vav Amud Aleph on the top line, and the fourth word starts a brisa, more from the eighth parak of the Taisefta, goes about halfway down the Amud, till first word on the line is Ha'avanim, in the middle of that line, after the Vegaimer it ends. Borei, says the brisa, come and see, come and nasu this could have been, as we'll see, that day that the Jewish people crossed into Israel, the busiest day in the history of the world. Uh, this was an itinerary of what they, the entire Jewish people, did. Avri Yisrael Siardin, they crossed over the Jordan River. Ubalahar Grizmahar Eval, they came to those places. Yesermishishimil, which was a total journey of more than 60 kilometers. Probably like uh, Rabbi Yehuda that we had back a few days ago said they were uh, the Harevel and Hargrizim were far away. And basically, nothing was able to stand in their way that day. Anyone who tried to get in their way or stop them, Miyad Nitraz. Nitraz is almost like they would totally lose control of their bowels and, and just sort of like let it all out. Shanamar, like the Pasuk says in Shmois, S. Amosi. My godly fear I will send before you. The Hamoisi, I squiggle under that word, the Hamoisi es Kalaam, Asher Tavoy Bahem. And the Hamoisi, which rushes the Lushan of Mehuma and like shaking up, like shaking up the whole body and everything that's in it, uh, anyone who stands up against you. And there's a, another Pasuk, it says, Tipol Aleim e Masa Vafachad. And then if, uh, a little bit later, this incredible fear and dread will uh, fall over the uh, the natives of the land uh, until uh, the nation of Hashem passes through. Now, that is referring to that phrase, the original coming in of the Jewish people into the land of Israel, which was with Yehoshua about 3,340 years ago. Uh, that next phrase, those four word, five words I put in quotation marks, uh, and again from uh, uh, Shmois, it says, until passes through this nation that you have acquired, referring to the Jewish people, that's another coming in, Zubi at the time of Ezra, right at the end of the uh, Tanakh stories, at the beginning of the second commonwealth. Emor Me'ata, if you see that both of those are described in the same Pasuk, that really both uh, entrances into the, the land of Israel should have been uh, the same. In other words, uh, the miracle should have been as intense for the Jewish people when they came to Biashniya in the time of Ezra, as they were in the time of Yoshua. What happened? Ella Shagaram Ha Chait. Unfortunately, because of uh, them maybe not uh, behaving the way they should have, uh, it didn't happen the second time as miraculous as the first. What else did they do that day? They brought the stones, built the uh, altars, and smeared them with uh, with plaster, and, and wrote on those stones, all the words of the Torah. Again, it's, it's not clear what it means. The entire just Dvarim, selected portions. Uh, anyway, they wrote it out in 70 different languages. Like the Pasuk says, which we uh, saw earlier meant uh, in all languages understood by the uh, primal people of the world. Vahelu uh, Eilais, and they brought Korbanais, Korbanas Ola, and Shlame Vaachlu, Vashos, they ate and drank, Vesamchu, and they rejoiced. Ubarchu Vekalu, they did the Brachas and the Klalais. Then they packed it all up. Vekiplu Eshavanim, they packed up the stones. Um, I don't know if they had 18 wheeled trucks, but they somehow uh, transported them and brought them back. Ubao Velanu, and spent the night in Gilgal, in that city. 
Shanem, right? The Pasuk in Sefer Yoshua says, And you should uh, bring them along with y'all. And leave them in the place that you are staying that night, which is Gilgal. Yachol, does that mean they take it like to each place they go and, and, and transport it from place to place? Yachol b'chol malon malon? No, Tamalayma, the Pasuk says, Asher talinu by halayla, the place that you are tonight, uksiv, and the Pasuk says, asher lachu, that they took, um, and the Hemshel of the Pasuk is, they took from the Jordan, and they set up, Yehoshua set them up in Gilgal. That's the end of the Brisa. Tana, there was a tzira, loyavra imahim, tzira, it translates a hornet, it's some sort of thing that would fly around in the sky, or that came from the sky, that would uh, shoot out some sort of like, I'd call them like some sort of laser beams or pulses of something that would uh, attack the enemy. By the way, that, that sira that the Jewish people had uh, with them at the time of Moshe did not cross over the Jordan River with them. Velo, asks the Gemara, really? It didn't? V'haksiv, but don't we have a puzzle in Shmois that says, V'shalachti eshat sira lefanecha, and I will send that sira before you, like to lead you there. Well, two approaches to this. Amar of Shimon Lakish, I underlined his name and called him number one. Uh, five lines later, at the end of the line, last word is Rav, and then next line is Papa, and another Papa is the second shot. So what's going on with the Tzira? Did it, like, go over into the land of Israel with the uh, Jewish people, with Yoshua, or not? So Amar Eish Lakish, that actually stood, um, it stayed, it, I don't know, it hovered at the border, at the Jordan uh, River on the east bank, Vizarka Bahen Mara and shot out this sort of like venom or poison at the enemy. Vesimta Enehen Milamala Vesairastan Milamata. It basically blinded them up at top, their eyes, blinded their eyes, and it uh, castrated them from down below. Definitely a one two punch if there ever was one. Shnemar, the Pasuk says in Amos, Fanochi Shmadati Asamari Mipnehem. And I destroyed the Amorites from front of them. Asher kegeiva arazim gavul. They were as tall as the cedars. Vechasainhu kaloinim. They were as secure as the oaks. Vashmid piriyimi maal ushrashav mitachas. That's the end of the pasuk. And I destroyed their uh, fruit up above. That would be the eyes. Vesharashav mitachas and the the roots down below. That would be the uh, ability to procreate. That's one shot. Rav Papa, who I underlined as a second uh, explanation, he says, uh, There were actually two of these uh, magical, uh, special, godly tziras that accompanied the Jewish people. Chada de Moshe, the Chada de Yoshua. Oh, one was the Moshe, one was the Yoshua. One de Moshe loyavar, just like Moshe himself didn't lead the Jewish people in, over the Jordan River, so too the tzira of Moshe didn't pass over into the land of Israel, whereas the Yoshua one, Avar, did. The mission said, Shisha Shvatim Allah Raishar Grizim. There were six Shvatim that were at Har Grizim and six to Har Evel. But the Pasuk says, Ve ha chetziyai. The Pasuk starts out and says, Ve chol Yisroel, all the Jewish people, chetziyai el mul Har Grizim. Half of them were Har Grizim. Ve ha chetziyai el mul Har Evel. Could have just chetziyai. What's the the half? What's so special about that half? Well, Amar of Kahana, I circled of Kahana, he says, well, Kedera Shechalukin Khan, Kachalukin Bavneafoid. The way that the uh, Shvatim split up on Hargrizim and Har uh, Eval, the six on one, six on the other, was the same way they were split up on the Afoid, the two uh, shoulder 
stones, one stone on each shoulder of the Kohen Gadol. Okay, that's the, the same split. Maceway, we have a Tanaic source, though, that definitely seems to say uh, otherwise. It goes till the, let's see, two, four, six, about the eighth line on Amud Beis. Uh, and it discusses those um, two stones, one on each shoulder of the Kohen Gadol's uh, garments, the uh, Ephoid stones. The Kongadol had two very precious stones. Al Ksefa uh, located one on each shoulder. The names of the twelve tribes, Kosvalenu written on them. Shishal Evenzu, Veshishal Evenzu, six names of uh, the tribes on one uh, stone, six on the other. Shane'emar, the Pasuk says, in Shmais, regarding the uh, Avne. Uh, it says Shisha Mishmaisa Malev and Ha'achas six of their names on uh, one stone, uh, and then it says and the Shmais of the Shisha Noisari Malev and Hashenis, and then it says Ketoldoisam. Uh, I double underline Ketoldoisam, which sounds like according to the way they were born. Um, now Rashi over here. Let's see the Rashi inside. It's about seven lines before the end of Rashi. Ketoldoisam Kesedule Dasan in the order they were born. So this would be the order. I circled here, Sheishach Reinim, the six uh, that were born uh, uh, at the end. Keseder, number one, God, number two, Asher, number three, Yisachar, number four, Zvula, number five, Yosef, number six, Binyamin. Zehu, Seder, Leidasan, that is the order that they were born in. And now I circle these two words, the Sheishach Reinim, the six ones who were born first to Yaakov, Nechtevuba, number one, Yehuda, two, Reuven, three, Shimon, four, Levi, five, Don, six, Naphtali. And that's all in order of birth, except for one of them, which was Kaseder Leidas, and Chutzmi Yehuda. It really went Reuven, Shimon, Levi, and then Yehuda, but Yehuda, for whatever reason, was first. So when the Pasuk says, Ketoldoisam, as they were born, six on one stone were the six born first, and the six on the other stone were the six born after that. Let's go back into the Brisa. Ketoldaisam, comma, connector, Veloiri Shaina Ketoldaisam. In other words, the second one and on was in the order they were born, but not the first. Mimne, Shehuda Mukdam, that's because Yehuda was the first one of the list on the, that stone. Now, Chamishim Oisiois Hayu, a total of 50 letters. If you add up all the letters of all of the 12 uh, tribes, it gets to 50. I put an arrow in the margin pointing down this uh, number 50. We're going to uh, maybe question uh, a little bit later in the shear. Uh, and it is actually a perfect split. Esfim Vechamesh 25 letters on one stone. Esfim Vechamesh and 25 letters on the other stone. Um, Reb Chanina Ben Gamliel, I boxed his name, he's a, another Tanaic opinion, Oimer. He says, uh, actually, Lokaderech Shechalukin Mechumashapikudim. Mechumashapikudim is another term for Sefer Midbar. Not the way that the uh, 12 tribes are listed off at the beginning of Sefer Midbar, chapter 1. Chalukin Ba'avneifod, where they split on the uh, stones, the shoulder to the sh- two shoulder stones of the Kohen Gadol's garment, but rather like in the second of the five books of Moses, which is Sefer Shmais, at the beginning of Sefer Shmais. Ketzad, how so? Question mark. Well, B'nai Leia ke Sidran. Um, the B'nai Leia were in order. How many did Leia have? Six. And the uh, B'nai Rachel on the other stone were Achas Mikan, Vachas Mikan, one son. At the beginning of the list, one son at the end of the list, and the Bnei Shvachos Be'emsa. Okay. Ve'ela, Maini Mekayim, well then, how does this uh, approach, continues the Brisa, deal with the Pasuk that says that the names were Ketoldoisam, which sounds like it'd have to be in the order they were born, but this is not the order that they were born to Yaakov. 
So this approach understands that Ketol Tosam telling us something else. Ketol Tosam means with the names they were given by their father at birth, not the names that Moses referred to them at a certain point in the Chomish. Namely, here's an example, colon, Reuven is what was written on the shoulder stone of the Kongadal and not Reuveni, with the Yud at the end. Shemoin veloi Shimoini. Dan veloi ha-dani, gad veloi ha-gadi. Because there's uh, certain times in the Chumash where they're referred as those other names by Moshe with the prefixes and the suffixes and what we're saying, Ketodosam, no, no, the name they were given when they were born. Not necessarily, though, in the order that they were born. That's the end of a very long Tanaic source. Bottom line, neither of those opinions seems to fit with Rav Kahana. To you of the Rav Kahana... Tiyufta, indeed, this would be a Tiyufta Rav Kahana. Says the Rashi on the third narrow line, Tiyufta Rav Kahana, to Kuleyama, because all Tanayim seem to agree, that this was not, whatever order they had suggested, was not the order of Hargizim Harevel. Dilu Seder, here's the order of Hargizim Harevel. I circled in the Rashi, Hargizim, you had number one, Shimon, two, Levi, three, Yehuda, four, Yisachar, five, Yosef, and six, Binyamin, up on Hargizim, and Ude. Har-Eval, I struggled Har-Eval, you had number one, Reuven, two, God, three, Usher, four, Zvulun, five, Don, and six, Naftali, and none of the Tanaic opinions uh, that we saw had that split. Okay, well then, how are we supposed to understand Ve'elamai, when it says in Sefer Yoshua, Perik Ches, Pasuk, Lamed Gimel, Ve'ha, Chetzioi, that's how we got onto this whole discussion, the extra, hey, the half, what was so special about that half? Well, Tanya, the, uh, excuse me, Tana, the Brisa brings out the point, Chetziav shel mul hargrizim, meruba mi shel har The hargrizim, six shvatim, were greater than the har eval ones, mimnei shelevi lamata, because Levi, who was um, one of the uh, hargrizim uh, shvatim, a lot of them were down below with the Ark and the Kohanim. Okay, and, and that's why there were more. There were more of them, more people up there. The Gemara says, one second, if a bunch of the people from Levi, in other words, from the Hargrizim side, were down below, that would make less people up there. And if we assume the Shvatim were all about the same size, there should have been less in the group up on Hargrizim. So the Gemara explains, Halchikamar. No, that, that's exactly the point. Even though a lot of the Sheva Levi was down below in the valley, B'nai Yosef Imohem. Remember, up there on Hargrizim was also the B'nai Yosef, and there were a lot of descendants of Yosef, actually many more than were the other Shvatim Shnemar. Like we even see in Sefer Yoshua that there was a request put in by the B'nai Yosef. Yosef. They said to Yehoshua, this is a Yoshua, Perak Yud Zayin, Psukim Yud Dalid. And Tesvav, they said to him, Lemor, Madua Nasatali Nachla Garalecha. Why did I only get like one section, Vechevelechad, and one tract of land, Vani? And I underline two words, Amrav. There's like a lot of us. So Yeshua said to them, Imam Ravata, if there's like a lot of you, Alelecha Hayara, go into the forest. What does that mean, go into the forest? Well, that's the end of the Pasuk. Kama connector, Amar Lahen, said Yehoshua to the descendants of Yosef, Lechu. Go into the forest. Why? And kind of like uh, hide yourselves or make yourselves less noticeable in the forest. So as not to let the Ayin Hara rule over you. 
Amrule, they said back to him, Well, Zari to Yosef, since we are offspring of Yosef, Loi Shaltabei the evil eye does not have domain over them. Dixiv, like the Pasuk says, by the uh, bracha of Yosef, um, at the end of Sefer Bracious, Ben Porat Yosef, Ben Porat Alei Ayin. Uh, Alei Ayin means on. Uh, 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 well, whatever it means, Amr Abavo Al Tihikayre. Don't read it as Alei in the way it's written in the Chumash and pronounced it. Ella for Drusha purposes, Olei Ayin, like on top, above, beyond the evil eye. Rabbi Yisrael Chanina There's another mucker for this. It says um, by um, the the bracha given to them. They should be like uh, as they should multiply. Uh, like the fish, uh, on on like like the fish multiplying the sea, they should multiply in the land, just like the dugim should be yam. Not only do they multiply, mechasinalem. The mayim is mechasinalem. Water covers over the fish. Can't really see the fish. The ain ha'ayin shaletespan, and the eye can't get a good look at them. Af so to the zarish Yosef, the offspring of Yosef had sadik the shevet. Ain ha'ayin shaletespan. The eye cannot rule over them. Semicolon. I put a corresponding arrow here pointing up. It would be uh, about uh, two, three lines before the end of the previous Amud. We had said there were 50 letters in the names. Now, I, I sent a little picture out. If you had the um, six Shvatim starting with Yehuda and then Ruvain, there were 25 letters. But the other six Shvatim only came to 24 Letters. That's the Gemara's question. Hani chamishim It doesn't come to fifty. Chamishim It's fifty minus one. In other words, it only comes to forty-nine because one list had twenty-nine, uh, twenty-five letters. The other list had twenty-four letters. So how do we uh, deal with this? Well, we got two approaches. I'm Rabbi Yitzchak. I serve Rabbi Yitzchak. He's the first approach. Yosef actually They added a letter to his name. Shenemar. Uh, like the pasuk until him says, "Eduf spe ye ho safe an extra hey samoy but say so when he went out alerts mitzrayim." Okay, maskif lav nachmar yitzchok. I'm learning nachmar yitzchok. Nachmar yitzchok attacks that approach that they would have added a letter in the shoulder stone for Yosef that it would be yud hey vav samach feisofi because ketoldo yisam boinan. The names have to be the names that. Yaakov Avinu called them, and Yaakov Avinu called them Yosef, not Yehosef, but Yosef. Ella. So I squeeze one on the Ella and call this number two. Kol Hatarakula bin Yomin Ksiv. Normally it's Bez Nun Yud Mem Nun. That's not Binyaman, that's Binyamin. It's pronounced that way. And so it's actually written with like Kilo a second Yud. Vehacha on the uh, shoulder. Um, stone, it was written Beis Nun Yud Mem Yud, I circled the little Yud Nun Sophie. that extra Yud it was written Shalim, that's how you got 25 letters on the other stone could you see, like the Pasuk says, V'aviv Karaloi Bin Yamin Amrav Chanabar Bizna, Amrav Shemil Chasid Yosef, two great heroes of ours, Yosef Shekid Hashem Shemayim Beseser, he sanctified the name of heaven in private, Hosifu Alav Ois Achas. They added one a letter to his name, and not just any letter, but a letter that came from Mishmaishalakadashbaruchu, from the name of the Lord Himself. In other words, the ineffable name, the Yud, and they Hey, and then Vav, and Hey, he got the Hey. Kama Yehuda Shakidish Shemayim Beferhesia. Interesting here, the Rashi says that that's when 
uh, the Jewish people were at the Yamsuf and no one wanted to go in, and Yehuda made a Shem Shemayim, Shevet Yehuda made a Shem Shemayim, uh, Kiddush Shem Shemayim before Hesia, Nikra Kulai, his entire name, the entire name of Shevet Yehuda is Al Shmoy Shal Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's basically Yud and then Hey and then Vav and then Hey with a Dalit thrown in the middle. Now, uh, what's the background of each one of these two things? Colon. Yosef Maihi, I diamond the Yosef Maihi. And the reason I did that is because not on the bottom line, but one line above that, in the middle it says, Yehuda Maihi. I put a diamond around all the way on the bottom there, Yehuda Maihi, and we're going to stop right before that. Um, but then, Mishim, the next year, we'll uh, get on to what the story with Yehuda was. So uh, let's go back up to where we were. What's the story with Yosef? Where do we know that Yosef, from what incident was that Yosef was Mekadashim Shemai, but he did it Beseser, when there was like no one uh, really there. Well, Dixi, like the Pasuk says, remember Yosef was uh, sold uh, as a slave, uh, made it down to um, Mitzrayim. Uh, Potiphar bought him, and Potiphar's wife really, really, really wanted to uh, be sexually with Yosef. And Yosef was a fantastic-looking uh, young man, and uh, she basically set a trap for him. And it was on that day, and Yosef went to the house uh, to do his work. Rabbi Yochanan says, um, this teaches us that when he went, yeah, to do his work, both of them on a certain level had that in mind, that they were going to uh, be uh, sexually with one another. So it says uh, that he came to the house to do his work. What does it mean, his work? Well, Ravu Shmuel, two approaches. Chad, I double underline the word Chad. Chad, or one of the two of them says, he came to do his work, that like he did every day in the house or whatever he did. Whereas Chad, I double underline the other Chad, the other approach says that no, his work that day was basically to have uh, Tashmish with the Asia's Poitifer, which, by the way, I, I believe the adopted daughter of uh, Poitifer and his wife was the one that uh, Yosef eventually hooked up with, which was, might even have been a. Uh, niece of his, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, you know, you look into the stars to tell the future, and it just looks like that he's having descendants through Potiphar. Any event. Um, the Pasa continues there in the story by Yosef and the Potiphar. The And there was no one around. No one around. How could that possibly be? You had that whole household that probably had dozens of people there, usually. No one was there. What was? How could that be? Well, Tana de Baby Shmuel, the almost two-line brisa from the Academy of Rabbi Yishmael, um gives us a little bit of insight into what was going on that day. Also, Hayoim, Yoim Chagam Hayoim. It was a special day. It was like the special holiday uh, season. Everyone was in, I don't know, church or the equivalent of the base of Adazara. Uh, the Halchul Kulam, the base of Adazkechavim Shalahem, and they all went to the uh, the Getchka house to the uh, to hear the priest or whatever they did there. The He Amra Lahen, Ashes Potiphar, said to the other people in the household, Cholani, I'm not feeling well. I can't go. Amra, she figured to herself, Ooh, in the yoim, I have no better day. For Yosef to be able to, you know, for me to be able to totally seduce Yosef, no better day than today. Okay, and then we know it was just the two of them in the household, and the Pasuk says, And she grabbed a hold of his uh, of the garment, saying, me, Lie with me. Shah at that time, Basa Diukno Shal Aviv, the 
uh, form, the image of Yosef's father, in other words, of Yaakov Avinu, came v'nir asaloi b'chalon, and it appeared to him in the window, Amarlo, and this vision of Yaakov appeared to Yosef and said, Yosef! In the future, your brothers will be written on the stones of the ephod, and you are meant to be amongst them. Do you want your name to be wiped out from them? And you be called instead the shepherd of the harlots, and the pimp. Oh! And there's even a pasuk that mentions this. It says, The one who's a roya zainus will lose a tremendous amount of greatness, a fortune. And we know Shem Tov is actually yakar than any hone. Tov, Shem, Mi, Shemen, Tov. Miad, immediately, um, the Pasuk uh, describing this incident says, Vateshev Be'esan Kashtoi. And he returned or went back Be'etan to the strength of Kishtoi and Kishtoi is actually, what's that referring to? I'm Rabbi Yechon, Mishum, Rabbi Meir, Sheshava Kishtoi Le'etano. His, uh, his, his, his Keshet, his, his semen returned to its, uh, to its strength. Where did it go? Vayifotsu Zraye Yadav. Now, Vayifotsu, we're going to Darshan like Vayafutsu. Uh, Vayafutsu is like to spread out. So what happens here on a certain level? Uh, he too, um, maybe, uh, cooled down the heat of the passion that was going on. Then he dug his 10, uh, fingers into the ground, which is certainly a very uncomfortable position. The Yatsa Shikhvazaroi, other was the actual Shikhvazaroi, the Koach of the Shikhvazaroi, it, it emerged, Mibain Siparne Yadav, from like, is the fingernails on his, on his hands. And 10 fingers, uh, that's what happened. Um, the puzzle continues in uh, Mishlein says, Midei uh, Abir Yaakov, from the mighty of Jacob, which is the reason, I guess, the, the, the motivation to get him to do the right thing here. Who caused uh, Yosef to be included, to be etched in into the Aphod stones along with all of his brothers. Ella Abir Yaakov, it was the strength, the mighty one of Yaakov. The pasuk concludes, Misham Raya Evan Yisrael. Um, the Roa, he's referred to a Roa, Misham Zacha. From there, Yosef went on to great things and became Nasa Raya Shnemar. Like the pasuk says, Raya Yisrael Hazina, Noyeg Kitzain. And who's, who are the Jewish people referred to as? The sign of Yosef. End quote. Tanya, we have a Brisa, goes about seven lines, starts here. Uh, Yosef actually was quite a uh, carbon copy in many ways of his father, Yaakov. He really could have or should have, on a certain level, had Yud uh, Shvatim come from him. Kederech, the same way, if like 12 tribes came from his father Jacob. Shanamar, like the Pasuk says, Eila Toldais Yaakov Yosef. So you see, like, there's a comparison between Yaakov and Yosef. Ella, what happened? The... I guess the potential for his own children, Shiatsu the Shikhvazaroi mi bain siporneyadov. So ten uh, fingers and the uh Shikhvazara, that koach the Shikhvazara, exited from him, and uh, therefore he wasn't able to have all twelve. He only had two his sons from Menashva Afal Pikain, even though that's the case, Yasumi bin Yamin Achiv, all the other ten came actually from his brother Binyamin. And all ten of Binyamin's children 
were uh, given names based on something that had to do with Yosef. Vikula Nikru al Shmoy. Shanamar. The Pasuk says about the children of Binyamin, who been Binyamin, number one, Bella, two, Becher, three, Ashbel, etc. Now we're going to go over each one of the ten sons of Binyamin and explain how in some way it describes some aspect of uh, what happened to Yosef. So I underline each name as we get to it and number them one through ten. Number one, which I underline, is Bella, Shenivla, like he got swallowed up, Ben Hauma is amongst the nations. That was a description of what happened to Yosef. Becher, which I underline, is Bechor Haya. He was the firstborn of his mother. Uh, Ashbel, I underline Ashbel, number three, She Shavai Kel. He had been uh, taken captive uh, by the Lord. Uh, number four, uh, Gera, I underline Gera, She Gar. Be'achsanayus. He he lived in a like a strange land in a place he had to be uh, hosted. Number five, Naaman. I underline that. She, what's Naaman? She Naimbioti. He was like exceedingly pleasant. Number six, Achi. I underline. Number seven, Rosh. I underline. He was uh, Achi, who my brother. Uh, this is Binyamin, uh, naming one of his children after uh, Yosef, or the concept of Yosef, or the idea of Yosef. Veroshi, who and he was my head. Number eight, Mupim. And number nine, Chupim, the uh, Mupim, which the Rashi brings in the Medrash, it explains that the 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 mouth, the ability of of speech that Yosef had was like that of uh, Yaakov Avinu, which is uh, like the word Peh. And Chupim is Huleira Bechupasi. Binyamin said that Yosef didn't see my Chupim, my wedding, Vani Eiti Bechupasai, and I didn't see his wedding. And finally, the tenth son of Binyamin, then heird, I underline, is Shi Yarad. Uh, he went down amongst the nations of the world. Ikadamri, alternatively, I squiggle on Ikadamri, the uh, name, that last name, Ered, is the Ered Shepan of Domen. His countenance was similar to a verid, a beautiful rose. That's the end of the Brisa. When Pharaoh said to Joseph, um, Quite a, uh, unbelievable, uh, um, uh, upgrade, uh, and besides you, no one will say anything. Basically, you're going to be second in command. Ho, 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 the advisors of Paro said, one second Paro, Amru, Paro, the, the astrologers, the, the wise men, the, the ones who used to, uh, give advice to Paro, they said, this guy was basically an Evit Kesef, some slave that his master bought for 20, uh, uh, silvers. Tim Shalei, while you're going to have him rule over all of us? Amalahan said uh, Paro to uh, his advisors, well, I see this guy has got tremendous potential. Ganune Malchus, which Rashi calls Gavane, like shades or qualities of leadership, of kingship. Ani Rayabai, I see he's got like uh, wisdom and, and might and, and, and handsomeness like a, like a royal. Amrulai, so they said back to Pharaoh, well, okay, uh, and if that's the case, he should know all 70 primal languages. Now, Yosef at the time didn't. However, Ba Gavriel, the Limdoi, uh, Gavriel had come and taught him Shivim Lush in 70 languages. Um, he had a tough time learning those 70 languages. What happened? And this is sort of how we got onto this whole story. I guess Gavriel added one letter to Yosef's name to make it go from Yosef to Yehosef, the Lamad, and then Yosef had no problem learning these 70 languages. Like the Pasuk says in uh, Tehillim, Edus be ye ho safe. Uh, underline the, the uh, letter 
hay in Yehosef Samai, but say so when I sent him out, Allah sent him in the land of Egypt. That's the end of the Pasuk. Ulamachar. So the next uh, day, uh, when they gave him the test, and uh, you know, to this uh, Yosef character know all seventy languages, Kolishna to Ishtai Parabahadei, any language that Pharaoh spoke to Yosef in Ahadrele, Yosef was able to respond in that language. Now, Yosef uh, spoke to Pharaoh a little bit in Lashna Kodesh, Ishtai Ihu Belashna Kodesh, and Pharaoh was not familiar with that language. Loi Have Kayada, Pharaoh didn't know my Have Amar. What in the world Joseph was saying? Amarlei uh, Agmari. So Pharaoh said to Yosef, <clears throat> you think you could teach me that language? Agmari, so Yosef tried to teach Pharaoh that language, and he just wouldn't go in. Amarlei, and now that could be terribly embarrassing for the Pharaoh who's supposed to be godlike, not to be able to learn uh, simple Hebrew, or Lashon HaKodesh. Amarlei, so Pharaoh said to Yosef, uh, why don't we just keep this between the two of us? Ishtavali delay maglis. Swear to me that you will never reveal um, this Slightly embarrassing incident. What did Yosef do? Ishtavalo, he swore to Pharaoh that he would never uh, reveal that uh, Pharaoh couldn't learn Lashna Kaidish. Later on in the story, Ki Amarlei, when Yosef wants to uh, get permission to leave uh, Mitzrayim to go bury his father Yaakov, uh, he says to Pharaoh, Avi Hishbi'ani Lemor. Well, my father uh, made me swear, saying, um, so Pharaoh says to uh, Yosef, well, okay, he made you swear, we'll go ask a rabbi and get rid of that zil. it shall be on that shvu which you took. Amarlei, so Yosef said, oh, oh, I should go be shoyal on that shvua, it shall be nami adidal, should I also go be shoyal on that which I swore to you that I wouldn't let people know that you can learn that language? And Pharaoh realized that uh, he had been backed into a corner and he uh, stood down. Even though Pharaoh wasn't really happy with it, Amarle said to Yosef, Go up to the land of Israel and bury your father, as he had sworn uh, for you to do. Adkan.